You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Welcome into Loho Daily. I'm Loho, a.k.a. Lawrence Holmes. Thank you so much for checking out the podcast today. So I promised you after yesterday's podcast, and if you're like, wait, what? Go back and listen to my game reaction podcast. I promised that I would go back over the Bears game and try to figure out if my notes on Mitchell Trubisky were accurate. And here's the conclusion that I've come to. Yes, my notes were accurate. There were moments in the game where I thought Mitch made some great plays, and I think there were a couple of those. I think the problem is is that when it comes to talking about Trubisky, there is there's been an overcorrection in what we use to break down his play. I think that If you are someone who has been hard on his development, and I would count myself as one of those people, you're often said that you're being too hard on people. And I try to take criticism constructively. Am I being fair? And usually what ends up happening is is that I I probably do overcorrect and I'm probably too fair going forward. What I mean by that is, while yes, there were plays yesterday where Mitch played well, And there were throws that he made where you go, wow, look at the arm strength. We tend to focus on just the good with him now. That every everything that he does that a quarterback should do in the NFL is used as a sign of growth by him. And not just what you should do, or as Chris Rock would say, some bleep you should you should do. Why feed my kids? Well, that's some bleep that you should do. He beat the blitz yesterday. Well, that's something that you should do. You should know where the hot read is going to be, and you should try to get the ball to them. And I think that's where where I'm at on Mitch. I don't think he's very good. That's been my prevailing feeling, and I've been looking for I've been looking for for reasons to be wrong. I really like to be wrong. And by no means is that me letting Matt Nagy off the hook for why Mitch struggles. Some of this stuff is is Mitch's own limitations, and I would say a, a majority of it are his own limitations, but he hasn't been helped by his his coach. And we saw that again against the the Packers. Mitch was right in his complaint about not moving the pocket. And I'm sure that they're having a big conversation about it up at Hallis Hall. And I'm sure that Matt Nagy's going to tell you, me and Mitch have a great, great relationship. That relationship hasn't allowed for the quarterback to feel completely comfortable in what it is that your offense is doing. And what that offense is doing 
is averaging eight points, 18 points a game, which is not going to be enough to be a winning team in this league. My guy, Joe Ostrowski, Joe's been on this for a long time, and I, I really appreciate him giving the year by year just so we can really talk about this in plain terms when it comes to what Matt Nagy is all about. If you look at the the last the, the the most recent play callers for the Bears, look at the numbers. Mike Martz, so this is 2011. So what Joe did was break it down into year two through 14 games. Mike Martz's teams were averaging 22.5 points a game. Mark Tressman's team, remember, that second year was a disaster. Mark Trestman's second season, 21.1 points per game. Through year two for Matt Nagy, 18.3 points per game. And Dow Logan, 16.7 points per game. What that means is that when it comes to generating points, Matt Nagy's profile suggests that he's closer to Dow Logan's than he is to Mark Trestman. How scary is that? Now if we go yards per play, of these four guys that we're talking about, the most recent play callers that the Bears have had, Mark Tressman's yards per play, and I've been told that you want to be about 5.3 and up. Tressman, 5.4. Martz, 5.1. Loggins, 5.0. Negi, 4.7. And all this goes back to This is the guy that's supposed to be revolutionizing your offense. They've put so many resources into Mitchell Trubisky. All the coaching staff, having Chase Daniel there, having Tyler Bray there, another guy who played in this or or at least was coached in this system. All those guys are supposed to be there to help him, and he's not farther along. If you believe the reports that Matt Nagy has had to strip down his offense by two-thirds, which one rival uh, football executive said about the Bears, then you have a huge problem at quarterback. And I think that the time for treating Mitchell like he's the quarterback at Mount Carmel are over. He is at the end of his third year in the league and at his second year in the same system. And there hasn't been enough market improvement from him that any one of us feels comfortable with him being the quarterback going forward. That doesn't mean that he can't get better, although I have my doubts. I'd love for him to be able to succeed, but I don't think it's going to happen. And I think that that we need to be I need to be, I shouldn't say we, I keep doing that. It's not on you, it's on me. I need to be truthful and honest and harsh sometimes in my assessment. And I I think that what my goal is always to be fair, and I am trying to see it from everyone's perspective, and I don't think that he has been put in the best position to succeed. But damn it, he should be better than this. He should be farther along than this. And at the end of the year, he's probably going to have a two-to-one touchdown-to-interception ratio, like around there. What, what's he at now? Was he 17, and, 17 and, and 10 right now for him? 
where he's thrown for 2,800 yards through week 14, and yeah, there are the games that he missed. It's not enough. When we talk about quarterbacks, I do think that we idealize the position and we do make it unfair for a lot of these young guys to succeed because the standard of great quarterbacking is so high. You look at what Tom Brady has done, and most of us saw all of Peyton Manning's career. You're seeing Drew Brees, which is someone that they keep bringing up, that the Bears keep bringing up. I will tell you that I don't think that the quarterback of the Bears is the same quarterbacking aptitude that Drew Brees has, even though he might be more physically gifted. And that's in question, too, because Drew Brees' accuracy is an athletic skill that I find to is not easily duplicated. Watch you go watch a video. I'm telling you, there's tons of YouTube videos of Drew Brees doing stuff with the football where you're like, what? How is how is he more accurate than an archer? And yet he is in some cases. I think that the the what we think of what great quarterbacking is, that level is so high that it's hard for any of the young quarterbacks to live up to it. Some guys it takes a while. Maybe Mitch is one of those guys. I have, if I'm being fair, I have to offer him that, that he could end up having looking like Ryan Tannehill looks right now with the Tennessee Titans. I don't think that that's what's going to happen to him. I do think that he's a guy that's going to bounce around and a lot of people are going to be tantalized by his physical skills and he'll never fulfill whatever the promise was. That's the other part of this. Ryan Pace put a target on his back. Because they didn't just draft him at number three. And if they would have drafted him at number three, I would be more apt to go, eh, you just made a bad pick. It wasn't just that. They doubled down on it. They traded picks for it. They traded picks for it and didn't really look closely enough at the other quarterbacks who were available at that spot. And I'll never forgive Ryan Pace for the stuff with Deshaun Watson. It's a black mark on his his career that can only be wiped away if Mitchell Trubisky wins a a Super Bowl. And I don't see that happening. The fact that they wouldn't have been happy with Deshaun Watson as a consolation prize is baffling to me. The fact that they didn't sit down with him is baffling to me. And, and it put a target on Mitch's back. He doesn't have to be better than those guys, but he's not even the same league with them. What they do for their teams. You're talking about a guy in Mahomes who already won an MVP and will end up in the, the conversation. He's not going to win it because Lamar's going to win it. Same thing with Deshaun. Deshaun's going to end up in the conversation for league MVP this year. I'm very curious to see how the votes break down. And Mitch isn't close to that. He's not even close to being someone that you feel good about if he's the starting quarterback next year. You might have to accept it. You might have to accept that he's going to be the starting quarterback, but you're not excited about it. 
You're not sitting here going, ah, I I see all the great things that are ahead for Mitchell Trubisky. It's going to be more of the same until he improves. And that, that improvement that he has to make has to be far beyond the glimpses that I've seen throughout this season. I think we've made too much of it, and I don't think that it helps him. I think that there should be a higher standard for what you're expecting the Bears quarterback to do, and he hasn't lived up to it. The standard should be higher for Nagy, too, because of the reasons that Ryan Pace said he hired him. You said you hired him because you wanted to advance your offense, that you wanted to have him work with a quarterback, and what you're stuck with is an offense that's scoring 18 points a game. You're stuck with an offense that scored 13 points in Lambeau. Not good enough. In the two games that the Bears have played against the Packers this year, the Packers have averaged 15.5 points. The Bears have lost both games. You are watching one of the worst versions of Aaron Rodgers that you've ever seen. New offense, doesn't have all the weapons that he needs at the receiver spot, doesn't quite look like himself, and you lost both games. Which which of these scenarios are you more confident in? That even at, what, 37 or whatever Aaron Rodgers will be next year, he'll be better in year two of the system that Matt LaFleur runs versus your optimism about Mitchell Trubisky in year three of Matt Nagy's system. If I asked you to bet, you know which way you bet. I appreciate you listening. We're going to keep on this throughout the week. I might get into some other stuff. Like I might talk a little bit about Watchmen and some other things because the, the bear season for all intent and purpose is over. Did I say that right? Is it all intense? For all intents and purpose is over. So I'll, it'll allow me to get into some other things. But I know that I'm I'm done patting Mitch on the back for quarterbacking things that he does that are normal. It's like you saying, man, Lawrence did a great commercial read. I'm supposed to do great commercial reads. It's Talk Show Host 101. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you tomorrow.